Uh, so this is uh, an opinion piece by Rob Henderson, who's an interesting guy. He was a U.S. Air Force uh, guy, uh, veteran, and uh, and he's a Ph.D. Ca- uh, candidate at Cambridge. So a wide variety of life experiences, which I think makes for more interesting people. But uh, he, he opens with a former classmate from Yale recently told me that monogamy is kind of outdated and not good for society. Whatever. So I asked her, what's her background and if she planned to marry? She said she comes from an affluent family and works at a well-known technology company. And yes, she personally intends to have a monogamous marriage, but quickly added that marriage shouldn't have to be for everyone. She was raised by a traditional family. She planned on having a traditional family, but she maintained that traditional families are old-fashioned and society should evolve beyond them. What could explain this, Rob asks? <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering that myself. Here comes the brilliance. In the past, upper-class Americans used to display their social status with luxury goods. Today, they do it with luxury beliefs. People care a lot about social status. In fact, research indicates that respect and admiration from our peers are even more important than money for our sense of well-being. Not for me. <laughs> I'll take the money. I don't care what you all think. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in it for the money, personally. Uh, We feel pressure to display our status in new ways. That is why fashionable clothing always changes. But as trendy clothes and other products become more accessible and affordable, there is increasingly less status attached to luxury goods. The percentage of the population that's driving a Mercedes-Benz right now, for instance, is way, way, way higher than it used to be. Partly because Mercedes got smart and started producing lower-cost vehicles. Anyway... Rob writes, the upper classes have found a clever solution to this problem, luxury beliefs. These are ideas and opinions that confer status on the rich at very little cost while taking a toll on the lower class. One example of luxury beliefs is that all family structures are equal. This is not true. Evidence is clear that families with two married parents are the most beneficial for young children. It's not even close. And yet affluent, educated people raised by two married parents are more likely than others to believe monogamy is outdated, marriage is a sham, or that all families are the same. That's hilarious. There are a bunch more examples. Relaxed attitude about marriage trickles down to the working class and the poor. In the 1960s, marriage rates between upper-class and lower-class Americans were nearly identical. But during this time, affluent Americans loosened social norms, expressing skepticism about marriage and monogamy. This luxury belief contributed to the erosion of the family. Today, the marriage rates of affluent Americans are nearly the same as they were in the 1960s. But working-class people are far less likely to get married. Out-of-wedlock birth rates, more than 10 times higher than they were in 1960, mostly among the poor and working class. Affluent people seldom have kids out of wedlock, but are more likely than others to express the luxury belief that doing so is of no consequence. Wow. Another luxury belief is that religion is irrational or harmful. Um, Members of the upper class... So he's on... Uh, yeah, I meant to, if I didn't. Irrational or harmful, yeah. Members of the upper class are most likely to be atheists or non-religious, but they have the resources and access to thrive without the unifying social edifice of religion. Places of worship are often essential for the social fabric of poor communities, which is an excellent point. Denigrating the importance of religion harms the poor. Uh, while affluent people often find meaning in their work, most Americans do not have the luxury of a profession. They have jobs. They clock in, they clock out. Without a family or community to care for, such job can feel meaningless. Hence, drug addiction, etc. Then there's the luxury belief that individual decisions don't matter much compared to random social forces, including luck. This belief is more common among many of my peers at Yale and Cambridge than the kids I grew up with in foster care or the women and men I served with in the military. The key message is that the outcomes of your life are beyond your control. 
This idea works to the benefit of the upper class and harms ordinary working people. It's common to see students at prestigious universities work ceaselessly, then downplay the importance of tenacity. They perform an aw shucks routine to suggest they just got lucky rather than accept credit for their effort. I know several people like that who've worked their I was going to say ass off, put another dollar in the jar. Uh, I think that was justified. The common expression. I will co-pay your fine. <laughs> but I've no, I know people that work like crazy to get where they are and, and, and believe that the system is rigged or it's luck. What? Or privilege or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So they discredit their own tenacity, their own work. The message is damaging, he writes. If disadvantaged people believe random chance is the key factor for success, they will be less likely to strive. Well, we gotta get it's to a the, luxury belief. we got to get to the Obama versus Tim Scott that happened yesterday or over the weekend oh, on that kind of topic. Let's kick off next hour on that because you're right. White privilege is the luxury belief that took me the longest to understand because I grew up around poor whites, he writes. Often members of the upper class claim that racial disparities stem from inherent advantages held by whites. Yet Asian Americans are more educated, have higher earnings, and live longer than whites. Affluent whites are the most enthusiastic about the idea of white privilege, yet they are the least likely to incur any cost for promoting that belief. Rather, they raise their social standing by talking about their privilege. In other words, upper class whites gain status by talking about their high status. When laws are enacted to combat white privilege, it won't be the privileged whites who are harmed. Poor whites will bear the brunt. I thought this was absolutely terrific thinking. That's really interesting. Because like diamond rings or designer clothes of old, upper class people don a luxury belief to separate themselves from the lower classes, but these beliefs punish the lower classes. Wow. And his conclusion is really eloquent, but I'm afraid I didn't leave enough time for it. Read it yourself. We'll post it at armstrongandgetty.com under hot links. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah. Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider.